0: We now come to questions, Prime Minister Dr Neil Hudson. Question one, Mr. Speaker. Uh, Mr. Speaker, I know the
1: whole House will want to join me in wishing Her Majesty the Queen a very happy birthday for tomorrow. Mr. Speaker, this morning I had meetings with ministerial colleagues and others. In addition to my duties in this House, I shall have further such meetings later today. I will then be travelling to India to deepen the strategic trade, defence and people-to-people ties between our two countries, building on India's involvement in the Carbis Bay G7 Summit. I'll be seeing Prime Minister Modi in Delhi, meeting Indian business people, investing in the UK and visiting British investments in India.
0: Thank you, Mr Speaker. Challenges with rural transport remain some of the greatest obstacles facing people in Penrith and the border. And I was pleased last year to see, on top of the Government's £3 billion national bus strategy helping areas like Cumbria, that Cumbria County Council received an additional £1.5 million to enhance provision as part of the Rural Mobility Fund. But I am sure my right hon. friend can only imagine my disappointment this month when Cumbria was allocated no funding from the latest tranche of bus funding. Can the Prime Minister reassure my constituents that Cumbria can look forward to future funding schemes to improve our vital rural bus services? Yeah. Prime Minister.
1: Okay, OK, Mike, I thank my honourable friend. He is a great champion for uh, rural Cumbria and for, and for bus services. And uh, he's right that Cumbria got another 1.5. Uh, million pounds. Uh, We do for for buses. uh, We do want to put more into buses. I believe in them passionately myself uh, and I will make sure that he has a meeting uh, with the relevant minister.
0: We now come to the Leader of the Opposition Keir Starmer. Thank you Mr Speaker. Can I join the Prime Minister in wishing Her Majesty a happy birthday? Why did the Prime Minister's press secretary Allegra Stratton have to resign from her job?
2: (laughs) Minister Sorry. Uh, I,
1: I bitterly regret Allegra's uh, resignation. I think it was very sad. And I think she did an outstanding job. Uh, pa- uh, I, I, do, I, I, do, I do. Particularly, particularly uh, since uh, she was the, the one who coined the uh, expression coal, cars, cash and trees, uh, which enabled the UK uh, to deliver a fantastic COP26 uh, summit
0: last year. Allegra Strachan laughed at breaking the rules. She resigned. The Prime Minister then claimed he was furious at her behaviour and accepted her resignation. Professor Neil Ferguson broke the rules. He also resigned. The Prime Minister said that was the right thing to do. The former Health Secretary broke the rules. He too resigned. The Prime Minister tried to claim he sacked him. Why does the Prime Minister think everybody else's actions have consequences except his own?
1: I I, I thank the Right Honourable Gentleman. I I feel he's in some kind of Doctor Who time warp. We had this this conversation yesterday, uh, Mr Speaker, and I've I've explained uh, why I bitterly regret uh, receiving an FPN I, I, I apologise uh, to the House uh, but he asks about the actions for which I take responsibility and I, I'll tell him we're going to get on uh, with delivering for the British people uh, making sure making sure that we power out of the, the problems that Covid has left us, and more people in work than there were before the pandemic, Mr Speaker, fixing our energy problems and leading the world in standing up to the aggression of Vladimir Putin. Those are all subjects about which I think he could uh, reasonably ask questions now.
0: These are strange answers from a man who yesterday claimed to be making a humble apology.
2: <laughs> to-
0: Does the Prime Minister actually accept that he broke the law? Uh,
1: yes, Mr
0: <laughs> Speaker, I've been absolutely
1: clear that I, I humbly accept what the uh, what the police have uh, have said. I've paid the, the fixed penalty notice. And, Mr Speaker, what I think the country and what I think the whole House uh, would really rather do is get on with the things for which we were elected. Promises to the British people. And it's, uh, you could not have clearer evidence of the intellectual bankruptcy of Labour. They have no plans. They have no plans for energy. They have no plans for social care. And they have no, they have no plans to they going to St. fix the
0: economy. Prime Minister, yeah. sit down. I want to hear what you've got to say, but I can't hear when you're talking that way. I'm here in the chair. Please, if you can help me. No, I think we'll have had look the state of it. The party of Peel and Churchill reduced to shouting and screaming in defence of this lawbreaker. Now then, that's the last time that parole that you just asked about you might have to go and take it. I don't hear any more or else you will be drinking. Case stop. So, Mr Speaker, yesterday's apology lasted for as long as the Prime Minister thought necessary to be clipped for the news. But once once the cameras were off, once the cameras were off, the Prime Minister went to see his backbenchers and he was back to blaming everyone else. He even said that the Archbishop of Canterbury had not been critical enough of Putin. In fact, the Archbishop called Putin's war an act of great evil and the Church of England has led the way in providing refuge to those fleeing. Would the Prime Minister like to take this opportunity to apologise for slandering the Archbishop and the Church of England?
1: Mr Speaker, I I think that the the right hon. Gentleman uh, I, I was I was slightly taken aback to be uh, for the gov- sorry, Mr. Speaker. I was slightly taken aback for the government to be criticised over the uh, policy that we have uh, devised to uh, end the end the, the deaths at sea in the Channel as a result of. Cruel criminal gangs. I, I was surprised uh, to, be, to that we were attacked for that. And actually, Mr Speaker, it turns out that that policy... Do you know who proposed that policy, uh, first of all, in 2004? It was David Blunkett, uh, Mr Speaker... <laughs> who said it was a 21st... Yes, it was, and you will remember, a 21st century solution to the problems of illegal asylum-seeking and immigration. Uh, he should stick with... He's a Corbyn Easter. He's a Corbyn Easter in a smart Islington suit. That's the truth.
0: I think you will find Mr Corbyn doesn't have the whip. But I think that's a no, then. Pathetic. He, he never takes responsibility for his words or actions. They were all there. The Prime Minister also accused the BBC yeah. of not being critical enough of Putin. Would the Prime Minister, would the Prime Minister have the guts to say that to the face of Clive Myrie, Lise Duset and Steve Rosenberg, who have all risked their lives day in, day out on the front line in Russia and Ukraine uncovering Putin's barbarism? Yeah.
1: Uh, um, uh, if, the, if the right honourable gentleman wants to uh, join the Conservative Party and come and listen to uh, what, uh, the meetings of the uh, Conservative Party, he's welcome to do it. Uh, but though I, I, though as I say, I think he's a Corbyn Easter in a Lisington suit. But I said nothing of the kind. Uh, and I have the highest admiration uh, as, a, as a journalist and a former journalist for what journalists do. Uh, I think they do an outstanding they do an outstanding... I mean, I think he should withdraw what he just said. It has absolutely, absolutely,
0: absolutely no basis or foundation in truth. Here's Starmer. That's how he operates. A merely mouthed apology when the cameras roll. A vicious attack on those who tell the truth as soon as the cameras are off. Slander decent people in a private room... Let the slander spread without the backbone to repeat it in public. Yeah, how can the Prime Minister claim to be a patriot when he deliberately attacks and degrades the institutions of our great country? Prime Minister, how many
1: has he How many has he had? Has he had? Yeah, yeah. I, I s- Mr Speaker, hey, sorry, sorry,
0: Mr Speaker,
1: Mr
0: Speaker... No, Not premise, Prime Minister, just to say. I want to hear the Prime Minister's answers. I expect it both ways. Prime Minister.
3: Uh,
0: Mr Speaker, it is a, 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 an
1: indication of the depth to which he's willing to sink. But he accuses me that, yeah, he accuses me he accuses me of producing journalists. What he says what he says is completely without any foundation whatever. I did not attack the BBC last night. For their coverage of Ukraine, he must be out of his tiny mind, Mr Speaker. He must be out of his tiny mind. I said said no such thing, and there are people behind who will testify to that. He is completely wrong. Mr Speaker, that is is the limit limit of his willingness to ask sensible questions today. Uh, We are getting on, this government is getting on, with the serious problems that require attention. Fixing our energy uh, supply issues, and, make it, uh, and by the way, I'm doing the damage of the Labour government that didn't invest in nuclear power for 13 years. Uh, we're the nuclear power station every year. Standing up to Putin, Mr. Speaker, uh, when uh, he would have elected a Putin apologist. That's what he wanted to do, and he campaigned uh, to do that. Uh, Mr. Speaker, and fixing our economy with record numbers of people now in work, productivity back above what it was, more than half a million people back on the payroll than there were before the pandemic began, Mr. Speaker. That is as a result of the decisions, the tough calls this government has made. Uh, We get on with the job while they flip-flop around like beach flanders on the beach, Mr. Speaker.
2: Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Founded in Hitchin by an inspirational man called Richard Lucas, the Govox mental well being platform was started in 2018 following the sad loss of some local young men to suicide. Since then, working with brilliant partners like NHSX. King's College London and others, the technology platform and support services have grown to support support the mental well-being and mental health of over 40,000 young people uh, in over 10 countries. Today, Govox is launching its campaign to offer its services free to over 1,000 state secondary schools. Would the Prime Minister welcome this initiative perhaps go to hitchin and meet the people from govox and secondly could he set out could he set out what more we can do to help young people and young men with the problems of mental health and mental well-being
3: yeah.
1: Uh, I thank him very much. I thank my hon. Friend. I'm very pleased to hear about the work that Govox, Govox is doing to support uh, mental health and, and well-being, and we're putting more money into mental health care uh, support, an, an extra £2.3 billion a year uh, in the next uh, financial year, uh, which of course we can uh, supply thanks to the decisions taken by this government, uh, which actually uh, that party opposed.
0: We now come to the leader of the SNP, in Blackford. Yeah.
3: Thank you, Mr Speaker. Can I join the Prime Minister and Leader of the Opposition in wishing Her Majesty the Queen best wishes for our birthday tomorrow? Mr Speaker, last night the Prime Minister might have convinced his backbenchers and his spineless Scottish Tories to keep him in place for another few weeks, but the public aren't so easily fooled. 82% of people in Scotland said they believe the Prime Minister lied to this Parliament and to the public about his law-breaking Covid parties. Are they right— or should they not believe their lying eyes?
2: Prime Minister I
1: I thank the the, the right honourable gentleman. Uh, We had a long conversation about this yesterday. Uh, I uh, understand the point of his question, but we are going to get on with the job of delivering for the people of the whole of the United Kingdom.
3: If the Prime Minister wants to get on, he should be offering his resignation to the Queen before her birthday. Mr Speaker, no government can be led by a Prime Minister is in a constant state of crisis yeah. to save his own skin? And what's worse, the UK government is now led by a tag team of scandal. A Prime Minister who can't be trusted with the truth, and a Chancellor who can't be trusted with his taxes. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Everyone
3: knows that this Prime Minister is now on borrowed time until the Tory backbenchers count the cost of their council election defeat. But in the yeah. meantime, Families are counting the cost of a Tory-made cost-of-living crisis every day. After yesterday's farce, isn't it finally the time for him to accept that neither his party or the public can afford to keep him around as Prime Minister for one minute longer? Yes. Prime Minister.
1: Uh, Mr Speaker, if that, if that were true, then uh, I don't think he'd be calling for my resignation. That's, uh, what we're going to do is get on... Uh, with the job in hand and that is deliver for the entire people of this country and, and, and by the way Mr Speaker uh, he hasn't answered the point I made yesterday which is, I think is still incredible uh, that at a time when we need to stand up to aggression uh, from Vladimir Putin it is still the, party, uh, the, uh, still the policy of the Scottish Nationalist Party uh, to get rid of this country's uh, unilateral uh, defence. We have a closed question. Philip Hollenberg.
3: Number three sir.
1: Uh, I I thank my uh, honourable friend. He's an excellent champion for for Kettering and we're fully committed to the delivery of the new hospital for Kettering. The release of funding will be subject to the usual business case assessment process.
3: The redevelopment of Kettering General Hospital is the number one local priority for residents in Kettering and across North Northamptonshire. Would my right honourable friend be kind enough, please, to facilitate a meeting with the Health Secretary for the three members for Kettering, Wellingborough, Corby, together with the Hospital Chief Executive, so that we can trigger the start of the drawdown of the initial £46 million worth of funding?
2: Yes. Prime Minister. Uh, uh, yes,
1: Mr Speaker, my right honourable friend, the Health Secretary, told me uh, that he's met them before and he's happy uh, to meet them
0: uh, again. Mr Seville Roberts.
3: Dioch yn fawr iawn, have been calling for 15 years for a law to ban politicians from being willfully misleading. New polling, new polling by Compassion in Politics shows that 73% of people support such a law. Will the Prime Minister support a Lying in Politics Bill?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Speaker, it is it is well known. It is well known that the rules of this house uh, demand that we tell the truth in this house, and that's what we all try to do.
0: Nick Fletcher. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. PMQs for a constituency MP like me is a wonderful opportunity to ask the Prime Minister for a new hospital for Doncaster, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or maybe for Doncaster to be the home of Great British Rail Headquarters. No, Sadly, Mr. Now, Speaker, there is a more pressing issue, and that is that men are dying so much younger than they should. So will the Prime Minister meet with me to discuss the merits of having a Minister for Men and the benefits of a men's health strategy? That way, the next time I am fortunate enough to get a PMQ, I can lobby the Prime Minister for a new hospital for Doncaster (laughs) and for Doncaster to be the home of Great British Rail (laughs) headquarters.
1: Prime Minister. Uh, I I thank my uh, hon. Friend very much for his uh, his work in in this area. And uh, we are we are determined to uh, tackle uh, all the uh, the health conditions that he's uh, that he's uh, describes and cares about, uh, particularly mental health. Uh, and, uh, and, and suicide prevention and I note his, uh, his plea for a new hospital I know it's one that's shared by many colleagues uh, on, on these benches. This is the government that is funding that, making it possible thanks to the decisions uh, we've taken, uh, allowing our economy to grow which would not have been possible if we would listened to them Mr yeah. yeah.
3: Speaker
2: Thank you, Mr
0: Speaker. On this side, not only do we believe that lawbreakers can't be lawmakers, but also that tax raisers should be taxpayers. And and when people in powerful positions pick and choose where they pay their taxes, that's an insult to everyone else who doesn't have that luxury. So can I ask the Prime Minister, how many members of his Cabinet have ever been involved in a tax avoidance scheme? Mr.
1: Speaker, what we try to do in this uh, in this government is cut taxes uh, for the whole country, and I'm proud to say that what the Chancellor did in the recent spring statement, uh, by lifting the threshold, lifting the threshold for uh, national insurance contributions, was to have a tax cut for about £330 uh, for most people in this country. And that's a fantastic thing. Sarah Atherton Yes. Yeah.
0: If you live in North Wales and want to watch international sport, you have to travel four hours to Cardiff or Swansea. Shocking. The Wrexham Racecourse, with its historic cop stand, is home to Wembley-bound Wrexham Football Club. It's the oldest international stadium in the world and forms part of our levelling-up fund bid. Would the Prime Minister agree that round two of the Levelling Up Fund offers an excellent opportunity to level up access to sport.
3: Oh,
1: well, there could be no, no better campaigner for, uh, for Wrexham uh, and for the interests of Wrexham Sport. Uh, I will do what I can, uh, Mr Speaker, but uh, uh, she'll know that uh, £121 million, uh, from the first round of the uh, Levelling Up Fund was awarded uh, to Wales, and I'm sure that Wrexham, well, I'm sure Wrexham has every chance of success in the future.
3: Christian Wakeford. Yeah,
1: yeah. Thank you,
2: Mr Speaker The Prime Minister has been asked about sodium valproate scandal previously but Sean Linton at the Sunday Times this weekend revealed that campaigners were blacklisted including my constituent Emma Murphy who is here in the gallery today Advice from the Cumberledge report has been ignored warnings are still not on medication as of a couple of weeks ago and a redress scheme is still not forthcoming. Will the Prime Minister meet with me and campaigners like Emma to discuss what can be done to right this incredible wrong? Yeah! Yeah! Prime Minister! Uh, I thank you very much for, for raising the, the point.
1: Uh, I understand that we've had a, a review already of the, uh, of the issue, but I'll make sure that he has a, uh, a proper meeting, or he, he and uh, uh, the campaigners that he mentions have a proper meeting uh, with the relevant minister in the Health Department.
2: Yeah. Robert generate. Thank you, Mr Speaker. My constituent, Aidan Aslin, has served in the Ukrainian Armed Forces for four years. Last week, he was captured by the Russian Army in Mariupol. Yesterday, a video emerged of my constituent handcuffed, (coughs) physically injured, and being interviewed under duress for propaganda purposes. Would my right hon. Friend agree with me that this is a flagrant breach of the Geneva Convention, that treating any prisoner of war in this manner is illegal, and that the interviewer, Graham Phillips, is in danger of prosecution for war crimes, and that any online platform, such as YouTube, which hosts propaganda videos of this kind, should take them down immediately. I thank my right honourable
1: friend very much, and I think everybody uh, will want to uh, uh, will urge the Russian uh, state uh, to treat uh, his constituent humanely and compassionately because in my view uh, although we do not encourage people in fact we actively dissuade people from going to that theatre of of conflict uh, I understand uh, that he'd been serving in the Ukrainian forces uh, for some uh, time and his situation was very different from uh, that of uh, a a mercenary Mr Speaker. I hope that he is treated with care and compassion. I thoroughly uh, echo the sentiments that my right honourable friend has expressed about uh, those who broadcast uh, propaganda messages. Mr Speaker, this Conservative government is raising taxes on working people in the
0: middle of a cost-of-living crisis. So can I press the Prime Minister on whether he agrees that it would add insult to injury if his Chancellor or any other government
1: ministers were to benefit from overseas tax havens in their personal tax affairs? Mr Speaker. Good point, Mr Speaker, but, I, but, but we are responsible for cutting taxes for everybody, which is what we're
2: actually doing. Well, th- thank you, Mr Speaker. Uh, Mr Speaker, Newcastle-under-Lyme is receiving over £50 million of government investment into our high street and the high street in Kidsgrove, uh, in my, neighbouring, uh, my honourable friend's neighbouring constituency. But it's all being overshadowed by the ongoing environmental disaster at Wally's Quarry. Yeah. In yeah. January, the operator was hit by three Category 1 breaches by the Environment Agency. My constituents are utterly sick of it. It's been going on for far yeah. too long, Prime Minister. We need to see tougher enforcement. We need to see the permit taken away. What hope can he give my constituents? How can we stop the stink? Yeah. Uh, thank
1: you, Mr. Speaker. My, my honourable friend has raised this issue before and I know how uh, how infuriating it is for his constituents. That's why my right hon. Friend the Environment Secretary has now ordered action against the site operator and permanent capping uh, will begin on site uh, next month, I can tell him, uh, that will improve things uh, for thousands of residents in his uh, constituency and if it is necessary to take uh, further action uh, to remove these uh, malodorous vapours, uh, Mr Speaker, then we will.
0: Thank you Mr Speaker.
3: With details of the Sugere report trickling out, mm. a flood of photos of Partygate yet to be released. And any number of fixed penalty notices liable to be leaked. Mm. This is a Prime Minister that's not fit to run a bath, never mind this. Yeah. It's time for him to stop this ridiculous charade that he believes no rules were broken. Mm-hmm. So, will he commit to making public every fixed penalty yeah. notice he receives? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Will he publish the party photos taken by the official photographer yeah. and ensure yeah. Sue Gray's, yeah. fo- Sue Gray's yeah. report is published at the earliest opportunity? We have a right to know the truth. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, Mr. Speaker, I, I, on the fixed penalty, my own fixed penalty notice, I've, uh, I've uh, been transparent with the House. I, I apologise. I, on, the, on, the, on the rest of it, uh, on the rest of it, and, 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 and will be, Mr. Speaker. But on the rest of it, I really think, as I've said before, uh, that the House should wait to the conclusion of the uh, investigation when Sue Gray will be uh, finally reported.
0: Sir John Bays.
1: Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Long ago, in a far-off place, thousands of British servicemen sailed into. What for them was the unknown as they witnessed the early tests of nuclear weapons. They've lived with the consequence of the service to our nation ever since. Following a PMQ from the Honourable Member for Salford, the Prime Minister has agreed to meet me and her and those veterans. But will he now assure the House that he will take personal charge of the decision on whether to grant the remaining servicemen, for there are a few left, the service medal they say so richly deserve? Yeah. Mr. Minister. Uh, I, th- I thank him very much. thank my right honourable friend very much. I thank him for uh, campaigning on this issue, which I know attracts support across uh, the House. And I, I certainly will uh, take personal charge of the uh, matter myself and uh, make sure that they receive the, uh, the recognition they deserve.
3: Liz Twist.
2: Yeah. Mr. Speaker,
3: my constituents across Bladen knew the rules and stuck to the rules, yeah.
2: nurses and teachers yeah. included. No after work drinks for them. The Prime Minister set these rules. Night after night, he was on national TV to exhort us to stick to the rules for everyone's sake. Yet he continues to say that he doesn't think he broke any rules. My constituents are angry that while they stuck to the law, the Prime Minister broke it. Trust in his government is broken. So when will he go?
1: Mr Speaker, I understand the the feelings of her constituents and uh, I I continue to uh, express my my apologies for uh, the FPN that I I received. Uh, But what the government is going to do is get on uh, with tackling the, the issues that face this country and delivering for the British people. And that is my priority.
0: Robert Thank you. Yeah. Mr Speaker One of my constituents, like many others across our country has been helping directly
3: with the humanitarian effort in Ukraine and the region and he received a most troubling message from a resident of the city of Kherson only days ago and I quote from part of it There are no green corridors for evacuation People are trying to flee the city at their own risk under fire The Russians are living in our homes. They are plotting terror, robbing, harassing, kidnapping and killing our people, doing whatever they want. Mr Speaker, what more can my right honourable friend and the international community do to ensure that Putin and those who do his bidding are brought to justice for their crimes? Prime Minister.
1: Well, I I think that he, uh, my right honourable friend, is making an incredibly important point because the, the savagery that the... Uh, Russians are now unleashing on uh, Ukraine. Clearly, is uh, knows no limits, and is clearly authorised from the very top. And she asked, what more we can do? I think what we need to do is make it clear to uh, serving officers now in the Russian forces uh, that they will, uh, if we uh, can proceed with the international uh, criminal uh, prosecutions that we want to see, they will eventually face justice in the way that those uh, who participated in uh, massacres in Bosnia uh, face uh, face justice in the past. I hope, Mr Speaker, that that will have a chilling effect on on their current appalling conduct.
3: Nick Smith. Mr Speaker, every week examples emerge of government waste during Covid. And last year, the former Health Secretary told me that there'd be no profiteering and no cronyism. Does the Prime Minister still agree with him? Uh, Prime Minister.
1: Mr Speaker, I think that a lot of people uh, made money, I'm sad to say, out of uh, of Covid, uh, uh, in a way that perhaps they shouldn't have done. Uh, and I, and we, we deplore that, and we are trying to recoup as much as we possibly can. But I would just, re- I would just remind him of the uh, constant clamour uh, from those benches and a- around the country uh, for us to equip our country with PPE, uh, with yeah. medicines as fast as possible. And that we did, Mr.
0: Speaker. Russell. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Um, um, would the Prime Minister join me in thanking the brilliant staff and volunteers at Watford General Hospital for their tireless work for our community over many years? And would he agree with me that we should get started as soon as possible on the ambitious plans put forward by West Hearts Hospital Trust as part of the new hospital programme to transform healthcare across our whole community so staff and patients can access world class health services in facilities fit for the 21st century? And, Mr. Speaker, if I may add, The ambitious plans are truly shovel ready. I will gladly go and buy a shovel today to get started.
2: Uh,
1: well, uh, Mr Speaker, the, the, uh, he is a fantastic champion for Watford and, uh, and he's been ca- he's been, I know that because uh, uh, I've been to see him several times he's been cam- campaigning on this issue to get a hospital in Watford ever since he was uh, triumphantly elected and he's going to be successful uh, because there will be a new hospital scheme in his local area and uh, it's part of our plan to deliver 48 new hospitals in this country uh, by 2030, Mr Speaker.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you,
1: Mr. Speaker. The Prime Minister's fundamental political problem at the moment is not about parties or fixed penalty notices or cake, it is about the lack of trust, integrity
2: and credibility at the heart of government, which he himself now personifies. Mr Speaker, when is the Prime Minister going to realise that people don't want to hear any more glib, half-hearted non-apologies or hear him witter on about getting on with the job? They just want this Pinocchio Prime Minister to pack his bags
1: and go! Mr. Speaker, I think when are the the Scottish people going to hear any. uh, uh, Sorry, Mr. Mr. Speaker, when are the Scottish people
0: going to hear an ounce of sense uh, from the Scottish National Prime Minister, we both can't stand up at the same time. I'm trying to be helpful. We've got to be more moderate and Taunton language use. Pinocchio is not acceptable. I'm sure the member wishes to withdraw it quickly. (laughs) Mr. Speaker, I withdraw that, but he packs his bags and goes. Prime Minister. (laughs) That's
3: not a withdrawal.
1: Withdrawn
0: Sorry, you've withdrawn it. you with it. Let's get on, Prime Minister. Withdraw. <laughs> no,
1: is that you're you answering anything? I'm sorry, I, I, think, I don't know what, I don't know what his question is, Mr. Because he's, he's, <laughs> he's withdrawn it. But uh, 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 the, the answer is that we're going to get on the job. It'd no, get on with the job. It'd be nice to hear an ounce of sense from the Scottish Nationalist Party or some competent government.
0: Fraser Millers. The London Borough Barneys is surrounded by Labour councils, all of which have higher council tax and have abandoned weekly bin collections. So will the Prime Minister urge everyone to come out on the 5th of May and vote Conservative in order to keep council tax lower than Labour and to
2: protect our weekly bin collections?
1: quite right, Mr Speaker. Conservative councils fix four times more potholes, recycle twice as much, and Conservative councils Mr Speaker, charge less. Mr.
3: Hopkins. Mr Speaker, the Ministerial
0: Code states that ministers have a duty to comply with the law and yeah. to protect the integrity yeah. of public life. Yes. The Prime Minister has broken the law yes. and repeatedly shown contempt for the British public. Yes. Conservative MPs opposite seem content to decry the principles of okay. honesty and integrity as they unashamedly defend him. The public want him gone, we want him gone. When will he do the right thing and resign?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, Mr Speaker, I know why they want me gone because uh, the, this is government is going to get on uh, we are going to get on and show why this Conservative government is going to deliver for the British people uh, deliver, uh, fixing our cost of living issues, making sure that we solve our long-term energy uh, problems and, and delivering on everything that we promised to do, Mr Speaker and they have absolutely no plan that's the difference
3: David Thank you Very much, uh, Mr Speaker uh, on these benches we were elected to make the most of our Brexit freedoms, including, including they don't like it, uh, Mr they Speaker, like they it. don't like it. But including tackling immigration, illegal immigration, securing our borders and crackdown on the evil people, smuggling trade. Does my
0: right honourable friend agree that our grand, groundbreaking partnership with Rwanda will do just that?
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well Mr Speaker, I think it's part, it is a
1: part of the solution and uh, it's something that, as I said uh, just now, was advocated in 2004 uh, by uh, the, the then Home Secretary uh, David Blunkett, uh, a Blairite Home Secretary. It's now attacked in the most uh, ludicrous terms by the, the current Labour opposition, who are obviously, as I, as I just said, uh, Easter's in Islington suits.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Rupert.
3: <laughs> Thank you, Mr Speaker. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wonder what the Prime Minister makes of this quote. When a regime has been in power too long... When it has fatally exhausted the patience of the people, and when oblivion finally beckons across the world, you can rely on leaders of that regime to act solely in the interests of self preservation and not in the interests of the electorate. His words, Mr. Speaker, Daily Telegraph, 28th of February 2011. Does he still agree? Yes or no? <laughs>
1: Mr Speaker, uh, all I can say is that I'm I'm delighted that she's a a reader of the Daily Telegraph. Uh, uh, I, I think what she needs to do is keep going to the end of the article. That's my advice to her.